Welcome to Data Points, a production of the UVA School of Data Science, and I'm Ken Ono, your host for this episode and the STEM advisor to the Provost, the Marvin Rosenblum Professor of Mathematics and Professor of Data Science by courtesy. Big data, it's in the air, and at UVA, data science is popping up everywhere with research collaborations across disciplines, from engineering to law to medicine to all the STEM fields. It's indisputably everywhere in scholarship and research. And physically, the School of Data Science is emerging from the earth, taking shape at the corner of Emmett and Ivy. And of course, all of this is happening because in the real world, as if UVA isn't the real world, in the real world, data science is booming Jobs in data science grew by 37% last year, marking the third straight year of such unprecedented growth. So how is UVA responding to this growth? Well, actually, we're ahead of the pack. We've been awarding master's degrees and PhDs in data science. And at the undergraduate level, there are today 640 who's minoring in data science. And moving forward, there's more good news on the way. Pending approval from the State Council of Higher Education for Virginia, UVA will soon be offering bachelors of science degrees in data science. Now, on podcasts like this, I usually talk about research, significant achievements in science. But today is a little bit different. I want this episode to be a celebration, a celebration of the student athletes, synchronized to celebrate what I think is the imminent approval of the bachelor's program. Now, it's been my distinct privilege to help the effervescent Coach DeSorbo. If you've never met him before, and you might think the word effervescent is a bit strange, well, if you met him, you'd know this like the perfect word. It's been my privilege to help effervescent Coach Todd DeSorbo and his staff with the swim team. We've been applying mathematics, physics, and quantitative analytics in pursuit of athletic perfection. How good are his who's? Well, the women's team have won three consecutive national championships. I predict, maybe I almost want to say I know, I predict that they will win their fourth consecutive national title in 2024. Don't take my word for it. Just do a brief search of news sites. Google it to add further context. And what you'll discover are news stories galore about Olympic and world championship medals. So to celebrate all of this, the undergraduate program and graduate program in data science and student athletics. We're joined today by three UVA swimmers who are currently pursuing graduate degrees in data science fields. Outside their scholarship, they've put data science to use in their personal pursuit of athletic perfection. They're here because they're outstanding students and, well, they're also champions who bring honor to UVA and the swimming pool. So joining us today, Will Tempest. He's a first-year graduate student in the School of Data Science. He graduated with honors from Duke in the spring, where he was the captain of Duke's swim team. He's using his fifth and last year of NCAA eligibility here at UVA. Will, welcome to Data Points. Howdy. Thank you for having me. August Lamb. I think your teammates call you Goose. That's right. Okay. Well, August, uh, he is someone who I think will be familiar to those uh, in the UVA community. He is a first-year graduate school student in the School of Data Science. He is a five-time All-American. And in 2022, he was the anchor of UVA's American Record 200 Freestyle Relay Team. He, too, is using his fifth year. 
fifth and last year of NCAA eligibility, and he'll be swimming for Coach DeSorber one more year and the Who's. August, welcome to Data Points. Happy to be here, Dr. Anna. Thank you for having us. And Kate Douglas. Kate is a first-year graduate student in statistics. Uh, what do you think about when you hear the words big data? Well, maybe you think about the human genome. Maybe Amazon or Facebook data. Well, I think you might also add Kate's achievements to this list because it is a big data set. And that's not pun intended. Here's a question. Does anyone know how many national championships Kate has won? Let's just say a lot. And uh, well-known television commentators refer to her as the GOAT. She's NCAA Swimmer of the Year, Olympic medalist, world champion, multiple NCAA academic All-American. Kate, first-year graduate student statistics, welcome to Data Points. Thank you. Happy to be here. Will, welcome to UVA. Thank you. I could start by saying, why Duke? But welcome to UVA. So what drew you to UVA's School of Data Science? Yeah, so for me, I uh, studied mechanical engineering undergrad, uh, and I really enjoyed working on physical products and things that existed in the real world. Uh, But I kind of felt like as I progressed through my degree, I needed more and more experience on the software side and the coding side of things. and when I saw so things the, like in the real world, do you mean cars, race cars? Do you mean airplanes? What do you mean? Uh, cars, drones, planes. I like things oh, that fly okay. a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm also interested in entrepreneurship a lot. So that's a lot of product development, product management. Um, and so I've kind of realized you really need uh, to be fluent on both sides of like being able to analyze the stress on a real product that's experiencing real forces, but also be able to understand the code that's underlying uh, a lot of the electronics behind things because uh, there's really no such thing as like a purely mechanical project anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I was really looking to find something more in computer science uh, and I've been pretty interested in entrepreneurship. I've worked on some of my own businesses and things like that and kind of looking at computer science through a statistical lens, I think is a really interesting perspective. Um, and why UVA then? Why the School of Data Science? If you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was drawn drawn to the program largely, uh, like looking at the curriculum, it's super applied and it's very fast paced. I was looking for a one year program that would tie in with using the last year of eligibility. Uh, And then on the swimming side, Todd's obviously built like a pretty amazing program and amazing coaching staff. Um, And so I was really excited to get to use use my last year as an athlete, because I think being an athlete is pretty unique experience to my, the current state of my life where I'm at, Uh, I probably won't ever get to pursue something like this again. And so I was really excited to get to use that year. Yeah. Well, welcome. August, you just graduated from UVA a few months ago. What's it like being on grounds now as a first year graduate student? It's like a different universe, right? Uh, I mean, honestly, I I don't feel too different so far. It's, um, you know, I'm still going to class every day, still got, you know, practice morning and night. Um, So it's, it's not super different, at least yet. Um, I, it's, it's a little bit, um, I don't want to say lonelier, but it's, it's a little different without our full class here. Um, we were a class of 18 to start and on the swim team, on the swim team. Yeah. Yes. And we're down to, I guess it's five now, I think. 
Um, you know, we have people have graduated. Yeah. Yes, yeah, most yeah. these people have graduated. Um, so the people who remain, it's uh, me, Kate. Uh, we have Maddie Donahoe, Ellen Nelson, and we've gained Will and Jasmine Nascentini, um from Northwestern. But um, at, to your question, I, I, you know, it still feels like UVA to me, um, which which is good because I I've loved it here, and I'm so happy that I've got the chance to uh, spend. A fifth year um, in Charlottesville, swimming, going to school. Um, it's been an amazing experience. Um, I, I didn't feel done with it yet, so um, happy to be back. Well, welcome back. Now, as a graduate student, if, if I understand it correctly, don't you don't you have a room on the range, right? What's that like? I do, yeah. And for listeners, maybe tell them what the what the range is. Yeah. yeah. So the range is um, similar to the lawn. They're both considered to be a part of Thomas Jefferson's Academical Village. And basically they are the rooms that uh, line the lawn and the rotunda. Um, those are the lawn rooms. And then the range rooms are similar, but they face the opposite direction and they're reserved for graduate students. And they are single occupant. Um, they're not necessarily original, but they're some of the oldest student housing on grounds. So I think I can picture it. How far away are you from the Edgar Allan Poe room? Are you on that side? Are you like two doors down? No, I'm no? I'm on the east side. Poe is oh. in, in 13 West. I'm uh, I'm on the east side of the range. So it's a little bit quieter over there. We're not uh, lined up with McCormick Road. Yeah. Um, but it's it's pretty nice. I'm uh, I've got you know some awesome neighbors. I've been you know trying my best to balance. Um, you know, social circles with data science, swimming, and now the range. Um, but I've got some wonderful neighbors. And uh, the room itself, it takes some getting used to. A lot of people know that there's no bathroom um, in the range rooms. You have to kind of walk, uh, you know, a decent ways to go to a, a shared bathroom. Um, that's taken some getting used to. But uh, the good news is that they have finally installed air conditioning in those rooms. So mm. that was one big drawback that, that they have uh that they've fixed and uh thank god too because it's been really hot for the past couple weeks it has so. hasn't it yeah. yeah you should study that in a data set kate <laughs> i'm really not sure where to start with you like august you just graduated from uva in the spring with your degree in statistics um you've had quite a summer tell us yeah it was a, a really busy summer for me um I guess first I, I made world championships this summer. Um, I got to represent the U.S. in Japan, which um, is always an honor, um, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, we first went to Singapore for a two-week training camp beforehand, so that was my first time in Singapore, um, and then we went to Japan. So it was a lot of traveling, a lot of great experiences um, that you know I'm so grateful I was able to have. Um, and then, yeah, World Championships was um, so far my most successful international meet. Um, I came home with six medals, four from relays and two individual. Um, and I won my first individual international gold medal, which um, was really exciting. Um, and then along with all of that, I was also doing um, an internship with Dell Technologies. Wait, wait, while you were swimming, you were doing an internship for Dell? <laughs> yes. Like as in the Dell computer company? <laughs> Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah, tell us. Yeah. So um, this was something that I was planning kind of throughout the year before the summer approached, knowing that I wanted to do an internship while still swimming. But obviously, I couldn't go travel somewhere for a full internship. So um, I made a plan with Dell and I did a remote internship with them. And it was, you know, the full 12 week thing. But we knew that I would have about two to three weeks off in July for world championships. 
um, if I made it. So we planned around that. And yeah, it was remote and also part time. So not 40 hours a week, but around 20 hours a week of work. So and you were doing statistics. They gave yeah. you a project. Yeah. yeah. So I had a project that I worked on um, with the Enterprise Resiliency Group for the whole summer. And we, the plan was to finish that project before World Championships, which I did. And then um, I prepared for my presentation at the end of the summer after uh-huh. the meet. What was that like? Did you give a presentation to like a board, company board? Yeah, yeah I mean, uh-huh. since it was remote, there were a few remote interns and we all gave a, a presentation. It was about a 15 minute presentation on a Zoom call with about 50 to 60 um, members of Dell who who watched. So that was definitely um, a new experience for me. I'm not used to giving presentations. I never really had to give a lot in class, um, especially on my own. Um, So that was something that I was excited to try and was definitely nervous, but um, it went well and I was really happy with that. Um, And yeah, it was definitely just an overall great experience to get to apply, you know, my statistics knowledge to real world stuff. So you need a vacation from your summer vacation. Yes. August, how'd you spend your summer? Uh, it's It was pretty much identical to Kate's, actually. I won a bunch of gold medals in Japan. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, that was there. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, no. Um, I, I did, uh, we did go on uh, like an international trip, though, which was a lot of fun. Um, it was... You and a bunch of friends? Uh, yeah. yeah, it was It was most of our class um, mm-hmm. who, who graduated uh, this, this past May. Um, we went to Europe for two and a half to three weeks. Um, I, the guys had a slightly different itinerary than, than the women, but we did um, meet up in a couple of different places. Um, and that trip was a ton of fun. We... Um, Where'd you go? Yeah, we, we started in Portugal. Uh, actually, I guess we started in London, uh, but we were only there for a couple hours. We went and saw the Eye and, and Big Ben and all that. And then we had to hop on a flight and, and get to Portugal. Um, pretty quick turnaround there. But we spent a couple days in Lisbon. And from there, we went to Valencia in Spain. Um, and we met up with the women's team there for a couple days. Um, we had a quick stopover um, in Ibiza and then went to... Uh, Switzerland right after that, which was probably my favorite part of the trip. It's just beautiful there. Like Zurich or Lausanne? Um, we were in the Interlaken area. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, so the Lauterbrunnen Valley, if you've ever heard of it, but it, it was just beautiful there. And um, from there, we drove to Cinque Terre in Italy. Um, and that, you know, was it, it was pretty cool driving down the you know Italian coast. That was a, a stick shift car, which was my responsibility to drive. And that was an interesting experience that I'll say for limoncello, limoncello. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. limoncello, yeah, yeah. really good. Um, but yeah, driving driving down was a pretty cool experience, and we stayed for a couple of days in Cinque Terre before heading on to Rome. Um, and we did a bike tour of the city, which was a ton of fun. And uh, that was that was my final stop. Unfortunately, I had to leave a little bit early to get back to Charlottesville um, for orientation to the data science program. But um, the rest of them continued on to Croatia for a couple of days and then mm-hmm. headed back home. So, so I know, just like Kate, you have quite a bit of internship experience. And Will said a moment ago he had been working with some startups. What about your work? Yep. Um, yeah. So this summer I was a little bit too busy for an internship, uh, just given that school was starting up um, so quickly after graduation. But for the previous two summers, um, I've done uh, – in 2021, I did a virtual internship with a consulting firm out of Richmond, which was um, in software development. 
And then last summer, um, I was able to get back to an in-person internship with a company called Willow Tree in Charlottesville. And they're a a boutique software development firm. Um, I wasn't in a development role there. I I transitioned a little bit more over to product management, Mm -hmm. um, which was a new experience for me. Um, But it, it was a really valuable experience. And I think that it gave me a lot of insight into, you know, the software development process, not necessarily being the one who is building, but the one who is enabling the entire team to build um, these products for, um, in, at least in Willitree's case, some pretty uh, major companies. So, so you're, you were assisting in the process of producing um, and managing apps, right? And you said some significant companies. What companies can you share? Yeah. Um, well, they have a, a pretty large portfolio. Some of the ones that people would recognize would be um, HBO Max, uh, Fox Weather, um, Pepsi. I'm pretty sure that they built Domino's entire ordering system as well. So oh, they've got okay. some some serious, you know, cred. Um, and okay. it was the people there were extremely welcoming and insightful. And I learned a ton um, while I was there. And uh you know, it, it was overall just a really great experience. Will, same question. I know we're going to get to statistics and more more academic stuff, but it's 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 fun getting to meet people. So, Will, same question. How did you spend your summer? Uh, yeah, it was pretty similar to August. I graduated in May, uh, and then a couple days after graduation, we uh, flew to Europe as well, and then we we just took trains around basically uh, and stayed the in hostels. Rail pass. Yeah, yeah, you can get it for it like probably like 120 euros, and we took probably eight or nine trains over the whole time. Um, so it's a pretty good deal. You meet weird characters on it too. Um, so that was that was a ton of fun. And then our school started back in June, um, so I had a little bit of time at home, and then moved down here, got settled, took over August's room because uh, he moved to the range, and I took his room over. Um, and then spent a bunch of time training, kind of getting back in shape. I wasn't in the water a ton in the spring, so we got back in shape and then raced a meet at the end of July. Well, let's get to the school part. So, Kate, August, Will, the three of you, you're all first-year graduate students. And, um, you know, it's it's a different level of work, right? It's a different level of work, and you end up focusing. So, August and Will, you're in the School of Data Science, and Kate, you're a first-year graduate student in a master's program in statistics. So, for each of you, same sort of questions, one by one. What do you each wish to get out of your graduate work? What are your plans for the future, say, post-graduation? Will, you first. Yeah, I think for me, uh, the biggest thing I want to get out of this is just getting a lot of hands-on experience with projects. Um, the school does a really good job of giving us a lot of ways to to work on real data sets and to draw real conclusions. Um, and there's a famous capstone project, right, yeah. where you work with a company, right? Yeah, yeah, so it all kind of builds to this capstone that takes almost the entire year. So I'm hoping to really get a lot of value out of that. I had similar experiences with engineering undergrad, um, mm-hmm. and I just felt like, that gave me a lot of direction in figuring out what I enjoyed working on and what kind of, you know, got me excited to get out of bed in the morning. Um, I think long term, I'd be really excited to kind of be an entrepreneur, which is a very broad term. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I really enjoy kind of working on businesses. I really like the pace of smaller startups. Uh, I worked at one f- at Duke for three years and have done some of my own stuff too. Um, and so the goal is kind of 
to walk out of this with a skill set that can apply to business, it can apply to building a more technical product, um, and can make me a more well, well-rounded uh, engineer and creator. Well, great. Well, you're very articulate, so I think you're on your way. <laughs> August, same question. What do you want to get out of your, your, your master's program? And after graduation, plans or dreams for the future? Yeah. Um, well, of course, the ultimate goal is, is to uh, get a job. <laughs> um, that's, you know, long term. Uh, and your first job, by the way, isn't necessarily your last job. Of course. Yeah. yeah. No, this is a this is a change from maybe how your parents viewed the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so undergraduate, I, I did I majored in computer science and I actually did the data science minor as well. Um, and that kind of gave me a taste for the field. And I felt like it was something that first of all, is in pretty high demand right now. Um, but second, it, it just kind of piqued my interest. Um, some of the classes that, you know, were not necessarily um, designed to really hammer in the, the deep concepts, but to give kind of like a broad, um, you know, understanding of, you know, data science and allow the minor courses. What, what were your favorite ones? Tell us. Um, so I'd say my favorite class probably was communicating with data. And that was because it kind of introduced the concept of cloud computing. That was at least a, a large unit that we did. Mm -hmm. um, and that I, I took a class on cloud computing uh, for computer science as well. And, you know, the entire concept is just fascinating. It's it's genius, really. And I've you know, really enjoyed being able to like learn how to spin up like a, you know, a data pipeline within mm -hmm. the cloud. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that probably that is something that I'm going to want to integrate into my work in the future. Yeah, it's really remarkable to hear you say this. Um, I was growing up in high school in the 80s. And what we called high tech or what we called big data in the 80s it's so prehistoric compared to the things that are available to us today. I remember um, having a video game system, and it was the first video game system where you could end a game and have the ga have the machine remember where you were in the game when it ended, so that you didn't have to go back to stage one when you started, as if that was like the most amazing thing ever. So, um, yeah, I I I, I get it. Uh, as I mentioned earlier jobs in data science are growing at an astronomical rate. And so when you first said, yeah, I'd like to get a job, um, dream a bit, because I think, uh, I think the opportunities will be there and you'll want to choose those that you're genuinely passionate about. One where work isn't work and where job isn't a job. It's where you get to put your school skills to use in something that you think matters. The pace of it is funny that you mentioned. The pace, yeah. We've even had in some of our classes over the summer where we'll get an assignment and then halfway between the start date and the due date, one of the software features completely changes or the payment plan changes or the data set is no longer accessible. There was a day where we were doing a live demo uh -huh. and quite literally the data was not accessible halfway through the oh. demo. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, the world changes at an incredible rate. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, there isn't always a reset. In fact, that's one of the things that we've all learned coming out of COVID, for example, how to be resilient, how to be flexible. Um, you know, I think these are all, those aren't skills that you want to earn that way, right? Uh, but certainly this generation, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed. Kate, same question. 
what do you wish to get out of your graduate work? And yeah, your plans for the future, short and long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say the main reason why I decided to pursue a master's in statistics was because um, I wanted to stay here and continue training um, through 2024, at least. Um, and I didn't want to just swim. It was important to me to also kind of further a career outside of swimming along because I won't swim forever. Um, and so, yeah, I decided to pursue a master's in statistics. And I'm taking I'm taking four semesters to finish it instead of the usual two to three um, because I don't want to be overwhelmed by the work. I mean, I know that it's, you know, master's classes are definitely a lot more difficult than undergraduate. There's a lot more work involved. So um, I didn't want to overwhelm myself while still training full time. Um, But I'm definitely just excited to improve upon my knowledge from undergrad um, in statistics. And I just want to become more confident in my skills. um, And I guess just kind of learn how to apply everything to to real world things. But yeah, I would say immediate goal, you know, is swimming through Paris 2024 and trying to make that team. Um, And then also, yeah, continuing with my studies um, next year, too. Are there sectors uh, in in business that appeal to you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess when I think about a job that I'd want in the future, you know, I think of just like, you know, I want to be a data analyst of some kind. And that's such a broad term. And I mean, I think going into, you know, a field of sports possibly um, interests me or I mean, I enjoyed working for a technology company this summer, Dell. That was that was enjoyable and interesting. Um, But I feel like I I kind of don't know exactly where I would want to end up yet. Um, That's definitely something I'm thinking about. Yeah, it's actually really interesting to 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 hear answers to questions like this. So, Will, as you were saying, there are a number of areas in which you could do a capstone project, right? So it could be, you know, it could be in banking, it could be in finance, it could be in athletics, it could be in engineering. Um, And this touches on something I said at the outset, that data science literally is like everywhere. Um, And uh, I don't think we can overstate the fact that most of the world thinks they're not good at w- working with numbers. And so it's a pretty good field to go into, right? Uh, so good for all of you. So um, I, in preparing for this conversation, I was kind of thinking about what it was like when I was maybe roughly your age. Um, and so what did that make me think of? Well, I went to college in the 80s. None of you were alive. Um, um, but there was a time, point in time, where when it was the 1980s, right? It's just not some abstract thing. I lived through it. Take your word for it. Yeah, your parents, yeah, they probably uh, about my age. And I can say that uh, there were a few courses that I took in math that really played an important role in making me. Uh, in the sense that had I not taken those courses, I don't think I would have either had the confidence or the know-how um, to become a graduate student. So for me, this was a year-long class at the University of Chicago called Math 207-209, Honors Analysis. And I'd like to think of it as the one course out of the many that I took, but it was really the one course where I learned to walk, um, walk and talk, and really think about rigorous mathematics. Uh, and it's the course where 
I genuinely learned the importance of attention to detail. So for each of you, I'm sure you had a, such a class in college. You don't go to graduate school unless you have the confidence to, to work on things at a much deeper level. So I just want to hear, say, your answers to the question, the question, what class stands out for you in college that helped you have the confidence to pursue graduate work for the benefit of those students a few years younger than you? August. Yeah. Um, so I feel like a lot of people will talk about, you know, the one or two college classes that kind of changed their perspective, really had a serious impact on them. Um, I think for me, that was probably, it, it was an introductory physics course. Um, I took it my first and second year because there were two parts to the course. Um, it was split, called two semesters split between years one and two. Yes, yes. Um, it, it was so it was called How Things Work, um, and it was taught by Lou Bloomfield um, and Gordon Cates. The course was designed by Lou, who a lot of people at UVA will recognize uh, <laughs> as the Lou from Lou's List. Lou's List. What kind of guy? So I only know him from the list. What kind of guy is he? <laughs> He's actually he kind of surprised me because uh -huh. the first day in that class. I walked in and it was probably one of the first classes I ever took at UVA because I was a first year, first semester. And I walked in and he greeted me by name. And, and how many students a, were in the class? Probably 300. It was a massive class. And he must have spent a significant amount of time because I was watching him as more students were coming in. And he was greeting them all by name. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, Anyway, he yeah, that's amazing. It, it just it impressed me. That is me. amazing, and that I think partially that had a big impact on me because I had a ton of respect for that. That he would put the effort in to to memorize the class roster and to know everyone by name. Um, so obviously, I liked the professor a ton. He designed the class extremely well, um, and it honestly changed how I think about the world. Uh, and I don't say that lightly. It, it sounds a little bit you know uh, cheesy, but I walk around grounds now and I'll see various things happening that I, you know, before taking this class may have just ignored. And then I'll just, after taking this class, I'll be like, wow, I understand what's going on here. I understand the physics behind this, you know, mundane thing that's going on just, you know, as I'm walking past it. Um, and that inspired me to take another class, which was physics-based. I'm not, I'm obviously not a physics or um, necessarily even a math guy, but I took another um, class through the astronomy department on black holes, which I know that you are um, somewhat of I a- I know something. Yeah. You know a thing or two yeah. about black holes. Um, and I've, I actually got made fun of by a lot of people on the team because I would be talking about this class a lot um, in the pool or in the weight room. And they'd just be like, why are you talking about black holes right now? And it's because, oh yeah, the, I want to hear this. Well, the content was just fascinating, and I I didn't brush up on on like my notes or anything before this, so I um I don't have like specific examples of it. But it was an entire semester of learning about like the physics of space and how black holes are you know created, how they you know are born, live, and die, and what you know implications that has on other, um, you know, massive bodies in space, like neutron stars, um, you know, just the, the class was, was awesome. And I think 
it's it's interesting to me that I'm not a physics major, but consistently the physics classes that I've taken at UVA have been my favorite. Mm. So it's interesting. I don't. I, I know I really shouldn't go off here in this direction, but I think we all should care about black holes. Why? Because I think the the fundamental question that we really don't understand about the universe is the process that underlies gravity. I've got these glasses here. If I let go of them, they're going to fall down. They'll, they'll, and I know they're going to fall, but I can't explain to you why that happens. We can use mathematics to locate planets, right? People did that, right? But those same laws, and I'm speaking of Newton's laws of gravity, only work well in certain ranges, certain domains. And so, um, yeah, it's the fundamental question, and we can't answer it. Yeah. Okay, Kate. Class that transformed you, UVA stat maybe. Yeah. What class transformed you? Yeah, um, I have a class in mind. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite class, but it was definitely the class that made me I, that made me switch into being a statistics major um, because I originally came into UVA thinking I wanted to do computer science because I took a few computer science classes in high school. Um, and I found that really interesting. Um, and I was always good at math and I loved stat in high school, but I kind of graduated high school, you know, saying to myself, I'm never gonna take a math class ever again. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> that probably hurts you. No. Um, but mm. but I, it was one of my, math was one of my, you know, best subjects in high school um, and I loved statistics, but it was also kind of in high school, it was all math-based. Um, and then I took here at UVA, I took stat 1601 which I think was intro to statistics with R. Um, and I really loved that class because it kind of introduced me to using computing programming for um, statistics work. And I didn't really know that was like a thing I kind of thought you had to do computer science to, mm -hmm. to work, um, you know, with languages like R and Python. Um, and I really enjoyed working in RStudio in that class. Um, and I've continued using RStudio in pretty much most of my classes. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like that. And so I'd say that class, that made me, you know, switch my kind of mindset of wanting to do computer science to wanting to do statistics, which was a mix of, you know, my interests and also my strengths in yeah. school. Will, same question. Yeah, so I, I had two immediately come to mind, and one was actually even before college, uh, and that was AP BC Calculus, uh, and I had a fantastic teacher named Miss Pascal, and that was kind of the first course I took in math, where I think that's class that a lot of people, August was shaking his head, a lot of people either really enjoy it or really dislike it, and the way Miss Pascal taught it, she brought in all these real-world examples, and it kind of just opened my mind to thinking of math and just an analytical mindset in general. It's kind of a toolkit that you have. Um, and that really, I think, is what pushed me to actually look into these classes much more going into college. Um, and then it was honestly a very similar experience I had my junior year. I took a class called, it was like Fundamentals of Mechanical Engineering Design uh, with a professor named Becky Simmons, who was super involved. And it was kind of, again, a little bit in a more specific mindset of thinking about mechanical engineering problems, but it was thinking about things like failure modes and applying factors of safety and all these little details that I had never really thought. And they were applied on real systems, like bridges that were on campus and things like that. And I think for me, both of them were, they had this really cool effect of kind of grounding this very analytical abstract mindset in something that was very real and very exciting. Mm. 
And that is really what uh, kind of kept me in the STEM side and helps me get excited about courses that are a bit more abstract. Great. Well, nobody said honors analysis, but we all had our own favorite courses. So um, I want to shift gears here. Uh, this is this will be, I think, super fun. As I mentioned earlier, it's been a privilege for me to help uh, Todd and and the UVA swim team uh, in in well well here at UVA. It's just been fun, and it's, one of the reasons it has been fun for me is that I've been able to work with some student interns. Uh, you probably know them. Uh, UVA 2022 alum Jerry Liu, he's, and he's still working with me. He was a student intern helping with the swim analytics. He's now a graduate student at MIT. And two recent grads, um, Sean Conway and JC Yeager, also on the swim team, they helped out a lot last year uh, in some of the work that we do. And some of that work uh, had international implications as well. So um, as students uh, specializing in data science and statistics, before we get into what you'll be doing this year moving forward, uh, when you first heard about all of that, what did you think? August. Yeah. um, So I I think when I first heard about this, it was probably around the time COVID happened, maybe a little bit after. Um, And nobody had ever analyzed my stroke before I didn't I had never heard of anyone you know doing that type of work um, at least at the level that you know I was used to being at um, and when I when I heard that you were going to be coming in and, and analyzing people I think at first I was probably a little bit skeptical um, and that's just because swimming is not necessarily a major sport and I had you know was not used to hearing that people were putting resources in to you know, really try to move the sport and these athletes forward. Um, but, you know, after doing some research and looking and seeing, um, you know, the work that you'd done in the past, I, I, I know that, that you worked with Andrew Wilson when you were at Emory before. Um, and he, I believe, was a walk-on who uh, y- you worked on his breaststroke with him and he was able to make it to the Olympic Games. Um, and so that was kind of an eye-opener for me. Like, you know, actually this could be a real opportunity here. Um, so I was very excited um, after, you know, doing a little research, looking into it and thinking, you know, this could be a really great opportunity um, for the team um, and not just for UVA, but for the uh, national team who I know that you work with as well. Um, so you know, after a couple of years of, of observing this and seeing the work that you've done with Andrew and with uh, Paige Madden, one of our own, um, and the Walshes and Kate, um, it's it's been really impressive, and it's something that I am really excited to be a part of. Yeah, let's let's get to that. Um, now, as graduate students, the three of you wear very different hats. You're Okay, and as scientists, you're all earning some sort of course credit for using statistics and data analytics uh, to help out with swimming. So tell us about that. So Kate, what are you going to be doing in your coursework to help the UVA swim team? Yeah, so um, I'm going to be working with uh, the distance group this year, and we're going to be using sensors and 
um, people, the distance swimmers are going to be wearing these sensors while they swim. Um, and I'll be tracking that data and helping the coaches kind of analyze it and figure out what, you know, what is the best training plan for each of these individual swimmers to kind of help um, just improve the, the distance program here. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to kind of getting to use my um, statistics and analytic knowledge um, and apply that to swimming because I've never really done that before. Um, I think it'll be, you know, a great experience for me and also for the coaches and the team as a whole. So what kind of things, statistics, do you imagine that you'll be keeping track of? Yeah, so um, talking to the coaches already, you know, we've talked about how heart rate. So this is Coach, Coach Blair. Yeah, Coach Blair. Uh, we talked about how heart rate um, is kind of her main focus that, that she wants to look at um, for practices and races. And she wants to know just kind of how long each swimmer kind of stays in a certain heart rate zone throughout a practice. Um, and I think also along with that, we'll be looking at, you know, just power and distance per stroke and kind of the efficiency of swimming throughout the season um, and how, yeah, I guess how your efficiency improves um, in different training cycles. Great. So you're like the chief data science for the distance group. Yeah. <laughs> now, so it's kind of funny, um, since you don't swim distance, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I can imagine your friends kind of giving you a hard time as being the, uh, <laughs> you know, what did I say? The chief data scientist, right? It's yeah. going to be amusing. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. But I would say, you know, working with the coaches, um, you know, it'll be definitely a different experience, but I think it's good for me to kind of not analyze my own data or All do right. anything that relates to me. So I think it'll be good. Right. Will, August, you're taking uh, a graduate course, Data Science 6,993. And uh, what are you guys going to do in, in this course in terms of independent study work to help the swim team? Will. Yeah, so it's uh, started off with us just getting comfortable with reading the data that we're collecting. Which and what comes, data is that? It's the acceleration data, uh, so coming from a sensor that's on the swimmer. Uh, and so we're learning initially just how to read that acceleration data, which looks like graphs with a bunch of funny peaks on it. It's very um, complicated though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, and I know there's a lot with uh, gyroscopes involved in the accelerometer so that you have all three directions of acceleration. So. Uh, really learning how to parse through that data, and then eventually we'll get to put video to it so that once we've built up the intuition from reading the graphs, we can expand to a video analysis. Uh, and then from there, our project has been dubbed Paris 2024. Uh, yeah, what do you think about that, August? Paris, what does that mean? Um, well, I think we're going to be working on the uh, Los Angeles Olympics at that point. <laughs> no. Um, uh, so basically... The way I understand it, we're going to be assisting you in, in running the battery of tests um, that uh, are used to um, analyze the the strokes of our um, Olympic hopefuls and NCAA um, and ACC contenders. Yeah. Um, and as Will said, we're going to be looking at um, accelerometer data um, and eventually you know, identifying the inefficiencies, pairing that up with, with video analysis and identifying what could be improved um, in each swimmer's stroke so as to optimize um, their technique um, before these major events coming up in 2024. Right. And I think it's important to say that none of us are coaches. You're athletes, so you can't, right? Um, 
but the idea is to offer insight that can assist this world-class coaching staff, um, help each swimmer achieve their their very best. Right. And uh, they're really quite good at it. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes from being able to see things that are hard to see with the naked eye. Oh, yeah. From pro- an above ground angle. Right. Right. Um, time is short, so I don't think we'll go into explicit examples for that. But you're right. What you can see with the eye, um, or more importantly, what you cannot see with the eye, but are sources of inefficiency are, are almost always captured uh, with, with these with these sensors. So August and Kate, we're wrapping up here for both of you as 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 students on their way to becoming double who's. Tell us quickly your favorite non-swimming memory of UVA. Um, yeah, I would say my favorite non-swimming memory um, would probably have to be graduation weekend um, back in the spring. Um, just all together, I think that was just an amazing weekend to celebrate the four years that my class spent at UVA. Um, and it was just so much fun. And UVA has so many amazing traditions. Um, and I was just so happy that I didn't have to leave just yet. So yeah, that was one of the best weekends I think I've ever had. Yeah, that that was definitely a fun weekend. I think mine is sort of related. Um, it's not necessarily a single memory, but it's more like, you know, a group of memories that, you know, come from just the time that we've spent with with our class over the past four years. Um, it's been a really special group and um, we've had so many um, amazing times together, whether it's at, you know, travel meets, just hanging around Seaville or on one of our uh, infrequent uh, class trips. Um, we've had some, uh, some fun times um, over the past couple of years, but uh, yeah, that's something that it's going to be a little bit different this year, given that we're um, a smaller group. But I'm definitely, you know, really looking forward to reconnecting with everyone else um, when when they come to to meets. We have an amazing alumni um, base that comes to our meet, uh, come to our home meets, pretty much, you know, all the time. Um, but then specifically with our class, just you know, getting back together, having future class trips, and and uh, making sure that we stay connected. So, Will, I don't, uh, we don't want to gang up on you because you went to Duke. So, a uh, different question for you, but there's only one right answer. Basketball, UVA or Duke? All I'll say is I'm walking out happy either way because if UVA <laughs> wins, the people around me are happy. If Duke wins, then I'll be happy alone in my room. <laughs> good answer, good answer. Well, time is short. Just one last question. Um, what do all of you think about the imminent approval of the Bachelor's of Science degree? in data science here at UVA. Kate? Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. And I'm honestly jealous that kids coming into UVA now have the chance to to major in data science because, <coughs> sorry, because I, I totally would major in data science um, if I had the chance to a few years ago. Will? I think it's a pretty special opportunity. I know a lot of the first years on our team are already looking at it and asking right? us yeah. a lot of questions about it. Yeah, um, I mean, I remember hearing about the establishment of the school back in, in back when I was in high school, and thinking that's what I wanted to do when I got here. Um, and unfortunately, it wasn't ready on time, but I was able to minor in it, and now I'm in the masters. But I absolutely, you know, given the opportunity, would have wanted to do a major in data science. Well, great. Well, there you have it. So that was our our celebration episode of Data Points. Thank you, Kate, August, and uh, Will. The three of you are extraordinary role models, student athletes, and go Hoos. Mm-hmm.